Hi, this is Al Jensen, and welcome to Seniors. I will be your host for the next 20-30 minutes. And we're so glad to uh, introduce 2023 this year with a new name, Seniors, S-E-N-I-O-R-Z-Z-Z. Makes it easy to remember, pass on to other people. All you have to do is type in Senior and add three Zs. Go into one of the players, Google, Apple, or Spotify, type in Seniors, and you're up and running. This last year has been really interesting. We've uh, had some very, very key interviews and uh, made it through part of the Old Testament. Uh, This year we're going to be into the New Testament a little bit. I'm excited about it. I love the New Testament. We're also going to go around and get some interviews with people who are very extraordinary. Uh, Last year we had uh, individuals who were doctors who came down with uh, Alzheimer's, which is very interesting, Uh, professionals in in, uh, mental health. And this year we're going to try to get a broad spectrum of people all the way from interviewing children to interviewing someone who's 95 years old and served in World War II. So hang on to your hats. I think we're going to have some fun together. I'll have an email address so that uh, you can get back to me on any questions or issues that you might have. And it'd be fun to uh, address those and to uh, talk about uh, things that you are interested in. So pass the word. That's seniors, S-E-N-I-O-R-Z-Z-Z. And we'll get started here. Today's New Testament lesson is going to cover Matthew 1 and Luke 1. And these are great chapters. And I got a little background behind Matthew and behind Luke so that we have a better understanding of where they're coming from. And I don't know if any of you have seen the movie Chosen, but it is excellent. And it portrays the apostles and Jesus Christ as real human beings and puts them in character as to what they might have done back then and how they would have acted to certain things. But one of them is most fascinating is Matthew. And Matthew is a, uh, is a publican. He is a, what they call a, a, a tax collector. And his job was to uh, take the taxes from the Jews and uh, pay that tribute to the, to the Romans. So he was hated by the Jews. <laughs> he was hated by the Romans. And uh, he was, you know, not very well liked by anyone. But he sat in that, uh, that uh, office that he had. He's very bright, very intelligent, new, uh, you know, very detail-oriented uh, accounting type, and would, uh, would collect these taxes. Well, Jesus walking by saw him at the receipt of custom, and thereby asked him to come follow me. Well, in all respects, you would have thought that Matthew would have turned around and said, who are you looking at? It's certainly not me, you know. I looked around, maybe somebody behind him or whatever. And the Savior, you know, approached and asked him to come follow him. Well, Matthew immediately dropped what he had, turned around, and there opened the door and left to follow the Savior. And the sentry on that was there in front just absolutely questioned him. You know, Matthew, what are you doing? What's going on? And initially, he wasn't Matthew. Initially, his name was Levi, and uh, later changed his name to Matthew. Well, the Savior took him, and they went down to a feast. And there at this feast, they sat around with uh, people familiar with Matthew to a certain degree, publicans and sinners, <laughs> and rebels, and, uh, and indigent people. And, and certainly you would think that the Savior walking in amongst these people, that, uh, that he would have been... Um, you know, somewhat embarrassed or somewhat uh, taken back. He wasn't. 
and they reverenced him. They didn't uh, betray him by any means. They loved him, and he could feel they could feel the love for him. And all of a sudden, Matthew got a perspective of this man Jesus, and what he was all about, and what he meant. And from then on, Matthew became probably one of the most prolific writers of the stories of Jesus, and of the birth of Jesus, and all the miracles that he performed. So, thank heavens for Matthew. You know, he, uh, he was one of the fine writers, and one of the people who kept the necessary records that, uh, that we read today in the New Testament. Let's talk a little bit about Luke. Now, Luke was a Gentile, and that, a Gentile means that he was not a Jew. And uh, he was a physician who, uh, he traveled with the Apostle Paul. Well, we all know about Paul, before he was converted, um, again, was reviling the, was reviling the Jews, and, uh, and thereby uh, even was a part of the, the assassination of uh, Thomas. And uh, so he, uh, Luke was with him, and he wrote the Gospel, after the Savior's death, primarily to a non-Jewish audience. And he testified of Jesus Christ as the Savior of both the Gentiles and the Jews. And he recorded eyewitness accounts of events in the Savior's life, and he included more stories about women than he did about men. So Matthew 1, 18-25, and Luke 1, 26-35, describe the miracle of the, of the birth of Jesus Christ. And each one gives it in a different perspective. Luke's from more of a physician standpoint. You know, uh, again, the, de the detail of the birth and what happened there. Matthew's um, more of a Jewish standpoint. You know, uh, how this is a fulfillment of prophecy and, and how the Savior will come to the earth and as a redeemer of all mankind. President Russell M. Nelson stated uh, that the atonement of Jesus Christ required a personal sacrifice by an immortal being not subject to death, yet he must die and take up his own body again. The Savior was the only one who could accomplish this. From his mother he inherited the power to die. From his father he obtained power over death. And so this birth of Jesus Christ was the beginning of a new wave of, of uh, his sacrifice and his atonement for us that we may be free from the blood and sins of this world and through his atonement and through the things that he, that he did for us what a marvelous time, what a marvelous day what a marvelous event to take place the birth of Jesus Christ and his life to make ready a people prepared for the Lord so I think if we think about this for a minute why was Zacharias, I mean, as, as, as obedient as he was and as faithful as he was, um, forced to be dumb? I mean, forced to be able to lose his speech. And maybe it's the fact that, that he did question the um, reality of, of the father um, being able to give his wife, Elizabeth, a son. I mean, they were old, and I don't know how old they were, but they were old. <laughs> and back then, you know, if you were old, that having a son probably didn't happen. And one of the other things that uh, he had to have was he was dumb for <clears throat> nine months or better 
during the term of that baby. And uh, that would certainly give you something to think about. But Zacharias and Elizabeth prayed for a son, prayed for um, something, and the Lord rewarded them with John. And <clears throat> sometimes, sometimes we get so impatient and I think wonder why the Lord hasn't stepped up to help us. And I think Zacharias was there a little bit too. I think that he through, you know, his faithfulness, figured that the Lord had stepped right in. And there are times, I think, with all of us that we feel maybe the Lord has forgotten us. Uh, Elder Jeffrey R. Holland says, While we work and wait together for the answers to some of our prayers, I offer you my apostolic promise that they are heard and they are answered, though perhaps not at the time or in the way we wanted, but they are always answered at the time and in a way an omnis, omniscient and, and eternally compassionate parent should answer them. Wow, what a promise. Through an apostolic promise that he makes to us that all our prayers will be answered in the time, due time of the Lord. And that's marvelous when you think about that. You know, the whole situation with, with Zacharias <clears throat> and his waiting and wondering. Uh, the Lord finally answered his prayers, but it took a, a trial. So, let's talk a little bit about Mary. And, uh, you know, here she is, a, a young, beautiful lady, who is asked by the angel Gabriel to bring forth the Son of Jesus Christ. Excuse me, the Son of God. And here she sits, you know, contemplating the, the, the massive message that he's delivering and, and the, the burden that's going to be placed on her shoulders. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I mean, she, you know, had to be going through some pretty amazing things. But she says down here that, that regardless of what is happening, regardless of the angel appearing, whatever, I... Am willing to do what the Lord wants me to do, and and uh, if you go into look at what Mary's reaction was when the Lord asked or Gabriel asked her to be the mother of Jesus Christ, she says, "I will go and do. I will do this, and I will be His mother." So Mary's words foretold aspects of the Savior's mission. Let's read Mary's words in Luke 146-55. And it goes on and says, And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He has shewed strength in, with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He has opened his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. So Mary... 
speaks and, and foretells the aspects of the Savior's mission. And she says basically what his role here is, is on the earth is to be a Savior of all mankind and to atone for the sins of the world. So this lesson has been a real interesting one for me. Let's go back and review real quickly what we, hopefully what we learned in this. And one of them was, was uh, patience. And I think that if you go back and think about it, um, Zacharias was, um, you know, impatient, I guess, to a certain degree, questioned the angel, and subsequently was, uh, w was made so he couldn't speak. Second thing is, is that we talked about the birth of Jesus Christ and more openly about his mission and his role and know that Jesus Christ is both the Son of God and the Son of Mary and that he was the only one who could um, take and die and take up his own body again and be subject to mortal death and then from his mother, and then he inherited power to die from his father. He obtained power over death from his father. So he had to have a heavenly father and an earthly mother. And we talked about the importance of submitting to God's will. And like Mary, sometimes find that God's plans for us are quite different from what we had planned. And Mary was obedient, and she accepted God's will, and she knew what she had to do. And likewise, I think the Lord asks of us to be patient, and in due time, the Lord will reward us, and will answer our prayers. So that basically takes care of this lesson in the New Testament. <clears throat> We're going to move ahead and, uh, you know, get his... Uh, Keep abreast of the New Testament as we can so that by the end of the year, we're going to finish it. So thank you for listening. This is Seniors. That's S-E-N-I-O-R-Z-Z-Z. -Z -Z. I know. It's kind of fun. And my name is Al Jensen. I'm your host. And look forward to uh, more information on this podcast. And please share it with others. And once again, thanks for listening. <music>